Welcome to the Breakfast Leadership Show, where we interview global thought leaders on business, leadership, and life. Here's your host, keynote speaker, best-selling author, and chief burnout officer of the Breakfast Leadership Network, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. I've got Veronica Portishaval on the line. Veronica, how are you? Yeah, I'm pretty, uh, pretty well. Thank you. Awesome. Great to have you today. Now, we're going to talk today about mediation and the benefits of it uh, in, in the legal world because oftentimes, no matter where you are across the globe, legal matters come up. And sometimes if you can go through mediation, it can actually get to a resolution in a more affordable way and obviously faster. So tell us a little bit about you, why you got into this type of work and some of the things that you've seen. Yeah, so I first came to to the topic of mediation when I was in high school or so, and I read um, an interview with a mediator uh, who was uh, speaking about her work, and I instantly fell in love with this uh, with this topic. When I wanted to know more about it, I discovered that in the Czech Republic, it's um, it's a theme that is quite unknown. So I uh, wanted to gather as much information as I could. And I uh, went to uh, law school in Prague to a law faculty of uh, Univer- Charles University in Prague, where there is uh, a lot of um, a lot of courses about mediation, negotiations, and so on. And I I passed a state exam on mediation that we have here in the Czech Republic, so you so that you can be so-called uh, registered or enlisted mediator, which means that you are uh, that your name is on the list that is. Um, um, that is um, being recorded by the Ministry of Justice in the Czech Republic, and that uh, when when a party needs a registered mediator, or when a judge has uh, a case that uh, he thinks mediation would be benefic- beneficial for he can uh, ask me or any other mediator that is on the list and we can take it up from there. So mediation is, um, for me, it's a way how to um, get through a difficult time. I am specialized or I want to specialize on commercial mediations. That means that I um, help companies to go through um, difficult times. And uh, I help them to come to a mediated settlement if that's possible. If that's not possible, I help them to just talk things out and um, see where where they are currently, so uh, so they can decide what uh, what next steps should be um, the best for them for the both uh, for the both parties. Maybe I could uh, probably explain a little bit about uh, mediation, about its process, and what what does it mean? Yes, please. Okay. So I think a lot of people may not know they've heard the term, but they may not know the actual 
you know, process of, of yeah. what it looks like. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, by all means, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. Okay. So mediation is, um, is a process uh, that is, that is not formal, um, which is the, um, the most obvious difference from the court proceedings. Uh, a mediator is uh, basically a neutral, a third party that is unbiased and whose role is to help both parties. So you have uh, one mediator and two parties. These two parties may have um, may have difficulties in in communication or other other things, and uh, they need to. Uh, talk with each other with the help of a third person, which is the mediator. There are several ways how you can lead a mediation. There are in the Czech Republic, there are three that are known in in the world. There, I I believe there are more, but in the Czech Republic, the three most um, most used are uh, facilitative approach, a transformative approach, and and evaluative approach. Uh, what I do, uh, I, am, uh, I am focused on the, the fa- facilitative approach, which means that um, the mediation has uh, several phases that you need to go through as a mediator with the parties. Uh, so um, my approach is more more formalized, so to say. You have um, specific specific techniques that you can use, uh, techniques that uh, help the parties to com- communicate with each other. Uh, you can ask them with open questions. You can paraphrase them, reframe what they are, what they are saying, and uh, so on. Then you um, you try to figure out uh, what are the what are their hidden interests so to say and to find their common interest on which you can um, you can uh, try to build up their their future relationship and on which you can try to um, to search for solutions for creative solutions to this to their situation and then you go go through through them with this uh, you pick one of the solutions that uh, would work for them best and then you can for- formulate it in a mediated agreement um, then everyone signed it uh, everyone signs it and everyone is happy <laughs> Well, it's always great when you can get people to come to an agreement and especially in the work that you do where it gets complex with international agreements because every every country has its own you know legal laws and things and yeah. uh, when you get into you know, contract disputes or business disputes between two or more companies that are based out of different countries that can really get uh, problematic to sort through all of those things. So, you know, what are some techniques that you use to try to, you know, find common ground with, with people when it comes to that? Because it, it, you could have one agreement or one country says, well, it's done this way. And another country says, well, it's actually done this way. And, you know, how would you find, you know, through mediation, what makes the most sense when you're trying to deal with something like that? Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are several options. Um, as I already mentioned, there are some uh, techniques for communication, which uh, which are the most important for mediation, I would say, because you as a mediator are, I would say, a translator of one language, um, of one party to the other language of the other party, even if the parties um, talk in the same language, right? Even if... Even if um, here both both native speakers in English, um, people can can have communication barriers, and you you try to reframe what what every every party is saying so that the other party can uh, can understand it. Uh, of course, uh, if that's um, an international uh, case, international dispute, uh, there might be. Uh, cultural differences as well, which is something that you need to prepare as a mediator in advance so that you can be aware of of the underlying issues that might be there um, and that might be stemming from the the culture of each each party. Of course, when uh, when it comes to uh, legal systems, it is also very important to to be prepared in in advance, so um, so that you uh, you can uh, try to to highlight uh, possible issues that might arise for the parties. That means that that uh, you as a mediator doesn't uh, you don't have to know all the legal systems, all the laws, and so on. It would be that would be not possible, but uh, you need to um, to enable the parties to talk about the issues that might be problematic for them, which might be um, the case of different legal systems that one thing is is solved one way in one country and the same is solved a different way in another party. So yeah. I think that basically it it is um, it is about communication again. Isn't everything with the world? It seems like if we all communicated better, <laughs> things would be so much easier. But uh, that's that's why you yeah. have uh, yeah, mediation like this to to help people that are having difficulty communicating. Uh, one other question that came to mind is too is like if you're somebody that's considering going the mediation route, what are some pros and cons? And I know you've mentioned a few already, but you know, what are some of the common pros and cons of, of using mediation as an option to resolve a legal matter? Yeah. So I would start by cons because uh, this is not a topic that would be discussed uh, very much or if you talk to a mediator, of course, he will tell you why why mediation is great for your situation. But uh, but no one's one, no one wants to talk about what might be the tricky uh, uh, tricky points there. So I would like to start with this. The cons are uh, that um, mediated settlement agreements aren't aren't um, enforceable in all countries in the world. I think that in, in the, for example, in the United States, I don't know about uh, every country uh, there, but in some 
some countries, uh, the mediated settlement agreements are enforceable. Uh, that means that if you uh, go through the process of mediation and you and you come to the settlement agreement with the parties, uh, the parties when if one one of them is not um, not acting accordingly, you can take uh, this paper, go to court and ask the court to enforce it right away, if it's enforceable. If it's not, then you need to go to court, uh, show, the, show the judge that you uh, have been to mediation, that you mediated this, this agreement, and you need to go through, through the um, judicial proceedings. So that's uh, that's one one point where where it's um, it's not that uh, not that good. But right now there are, uh, there is a new uh, convention, international convention that is uh, the United Nations Convention on International Settlement Agreements that are resulting from mediation. And this convention is. Uh, meant to uh, to convince the the countries in the world that having uh, enforceable mediated agreements is a very good idea and to to enhance ADR and mediation in particular uh, in in use so to convince the the parties that mediation is is the right way and uh, to enable them, enable them to have a enforceable, uh, enforceable title that they they can um, they can use like that. In the Czech Republic, uh, there is uh, the mediated agreements aren't enforceable right away, but there are several op options how uh, how you can. So, so to so to say, homogolate that you can transform them into an enforceable title. I think that uh, it is the case in uh, uh, they can use like that. In the Czech Republic, uh, there is uh, the mediated agreements aren't enforceable right away, but there are several op options how uh, how you can uh, so to so to say homogolate that you can transform them into an enforceable title i think that uh, it is the case in uh, um, international you know yeah with the advent of the internet and everything else you could conduct business pretty much anywhere on the planet now mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you want to make sure that Everybody has, you know, a process in place that if there is a dispute that they can use a common set of yeah. guidelines yeah. that everyone's mm -hmm. familiar with at that point to navigate through and, mm -hmm. and mediate mm -hmm. the challenge as best you can. So, yeah, one last question, you know, when somebody's considering mediation or not, um, is there some things that organizations and people could do 
better. So when they actually go to mediation, they're better prepared to go through that exercise so that it just doesn't show up and, and doesn't have anything with them. And what are some things that they mm-hmm, do to mm-hmm. make sure that they're successful to have a, a good mediation process? Mm-hmm. That's a great question. I think that first they need to have uh, lawyers that are enlightened and that uh, help them with um, preparing for mediation because uh, there might be a lot of attorneys, attorney, attorneys at laws, at law, and lawyers who are against mediation. So you need to pick up the right lawyer, and you need to pick up the right lawyer that is uh, prepared to navigate you through the negotiation. That means that you, in advance, you can sit down with him and uh, or alone if you don't uh, don't need a lawyer um, for mediation. And so you need to sit down, think about the uh, the situation, write um, write about what are your alternative uh, ways. So what what is your batna? What is your watna? That means best best um what is the best agreement what is the best alternative that you have to to mediation or to um yeah to mediation and what is your worst alternative so what uh, what is the situation that would be the worst for you what what would um what would happen what worst could happen to you to think about this And to think about what are your options, what you can offer the other party, so they are, uh, so that you can uh, show that you are willing to solve this uh, situation amicably. But um, and as well, uh, you may think about uh, the other party's point of view. So you you can think about the other party's batna and whatna and um, their possible solutions. So I think that these are the basics that if you, if you do, if you think about, uh, you will be uh, prepared so much more than every party that comes to mediation. That's awesome. I've learned so much about mediation and I've actually used it before in my life, but I, I wish I would have had you to talk to you before that because I would have been a lot more prepared when I had those sessions for sure. So thank you very much for your time today, Veronica. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to The Breakfast Leadership Show, part of the Breakfast Leadership Network. Visit breakfastleadership.com for tips on empowering your business and your life.